You're listening to the Application Insider Podcast. Welcome dietetic students. Here you will find all sorts of tips and guidance to help you navigate the dietetic internship application experience. I am your dietetic internship application guide, sharing insights to bridge the unnecessary gaps in this crucial step in your dietetics career. Together, we can get you all the information you need to create an application that will stand out in all the right ways. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Application Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Vance, the founder, CEO, and dietetic internship application guide at Application Insider. This episode is coming out a few days before the fall 2020 match results will be released. If you are participating in that match, then by now you've submitted your application, maybe you've had an interview for some of the internships you've applied to, you've ranked programs in D&D Digital, and now there is literally nothing else you can do except wait for the match results to come out. Right now, the match rate is about 65%. That is the percent of applicants that received a match in 2019, and it does look at both the spring and fall matches. This means, of course, that in every application cycle, there are many applicants who do not receive a match. And if that's you, what what do you do? What do you even do? In this episode, I'm going to break down the process of the days immediately following the match and review some of the options you have if you don't get a match this time around. So let's start with a timeline of the week of the match. The dates I'll go over here are for the fall 2020 match. As I noted in episode 12, for the spring 2021 match, notification day is moving to a Monday, so if you're listening with that match in mind, be aware that the first couple of events are happening at different times. I will include the corresponding dates for the spring match in the episode summary, which you can get to in the show notes. But on this episode, I will just talk about the fall match. So let's get into this calendar. Sunday is notification day, is match day. On Sunday, the match results are released at 6 p.m. Central Time. At that time, you can log into DD Digital to get your match. It will tell you the program that you matched to or if you received no match. Monday is appointment day. On Monday, by 6 p.m. in the time zone of the program that they have matched to, matched applicants must contact that program to officially accept their position to accept their match. If you receive a match and you do not accept the match, either by missing this deadline or by contacting the program and turning down the position, then you are out of the match cycle. People who receive a match but do not accept it are not eligible for second round and they are not eligible for ISPE programs. So keep that in mind as I talk about those options later. On Tuesday, starting at 6 a.m. Central Time, programs will be able to see the match no match list. This is a list of all the applicants who agreed to release their names and whether or not they received a match. Programs want to see this list because at this time on Tuesday, if any program still has spots available in their program to take in turns, 
And there is an applicant who did not receive a match, but was on the program's original match list. The program can offer that, that applicant a spot. Now you might be wondering, how in the world does that happen? The program has spots, the applicant was on their match list, the applicant didn't receive a match, but the program still has spots. How does that even work? So let me give you an example. Let's say a program is accredited to have 75 interns in their program. But when they go into the match, they tell D&D Digital, match us, match us up to 70 people, match 70 interns into our program. And then after the match results are out, they can see who matched to their program and they could choose if they want to take additional applicants who did not receive a match. So if they matched 70 interns and they are accredited for 75, they could, if they wanted to, take up to five additional interns who did not receive a match. So that would give them the option to offer a, offer a spot to someone who was on their match list but was ranked lower on the list than the 70 people who did match to the program. That's why that applicant would not have matched before because the program filled their 70 requested spots before they got to that applicant's name on the list. On Wednesday, any applicants who were offered a position on Tuesday must confirm their appointment, must accept that spot, by 8 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. Once programs have heard from all the people who matched to them originally and have also heard from all the people that they offer a spot to, the program has to get back to D&D Digital and tell D&D Digital these are the names of all the new interns in our program. And again, it includes anyone who received an original match or anyone who received an offered spot on Tuesday. At this point, programs must also decide if they want to be listed as a program that still has spots and will consider second round applications. So they would tell D&D Digital, we're full, we are no longer looking at applications, or they would say, we are still willing to look at applications for people who were in second round. On Thursday, second round begins. So starting at 11 a.m. Central Time, applicants who were in the match but did not receive a match can log into D&D Digital and see that list of programs who are willing to look at applicants and to see their applications. So this is how second round starts out. In order for second round to take place, DICUS will reopen so that any of those unmatched applicants can get into their applications, make any updates or revisions or adjustments so that they are ready to submit to any programs who are participating in second round or to ISB programs. But they can only do this to programs they did not apply to previously. So that is the timeline of the days immediately following the match. Let's talk now about some of your options if a match does not come your way. Let's first talk about second round. If second round becomes a thing for you, it's really important that you are aware it can have a very quick turnaround. Remember that second round is only available to applicants who went through the match, 
but did not receive a match. And you can only apply to programs that you did not apply to previously. Programs that participate in second round will still have application requirements and things that you need to be aware of and you need to meet in order to apply. So just like in the usual DICA system, programs can set a minimum GPA, they can require that you find or will agree to find preceptors if that's part of their program. Things like supplementary application materials will take, you know, might be part of what they're looking for. You will also need to find out about the program's deadline. For second round, there's no one final submission deadline that all second round programs are going to be held to. Every program can set their own second round deadline that you want to be aware of if you want to apply to that program. There are some things you can do right now being proactive so things are less likely to take you by surprise if second round comes up as an option for you. Going in prepared can be helpful so that if a match doesn't come your way, you know what your options are and you're prepared for that without having to scramble after not receiving a match to decide whether or not second round is something you want to be a part of. One thing you can do is look at program websites. If a program does participate in second round, they are required to post their second round application process for applicants. Now, some might not have that information available on their website before second round officially opens, so you can check their website, and just because they don't have it doesn't mean they don't participate in second round. But if a program doesn't have anything yet about second round, you can review what usual application information they do have available. Then, if they show up on the second round list, check back on their website to see if anything from that is adjusted for them taking second round applications. And if you're considering second round, be ready for anything. You will submit your application to programs through DICE again, but you may need to adjust your application for whatever the second round program is asking for, and you may have to do it quickly. Again, programs can set their own second round deadline, and they may have a very quick turnaround. They may not have a long delay for you to spend a ton of time on a ton of time on your application. You might have to put it together very quickly to meet their deadlines. Eventually, DICUS will close, and at that point, second round will be over. But before that happens, programs will have the varying timelines that they are working with. So. If second round becomes right for you, make sure you're checking websites. You can reach out to program directors if you've got questions about their second round process and get the information you need to resubmit with confidence. The next option is an ISPE program. ISPE stands for Individualized Supervised Practice Pathway. Some programs have all ISPE spots. The entire program is for ISPE students. And some programs have a set of spots for usual applicants who go through the match and a set of ISPE spots that are all in the same program. Some ISPE spots require that applicants have a doctorate degree, but those that do not require the doctorate do require that you have gone through a traditional match but did not receive a match. So lots of nuance into how ISPE programs come to be, but those are the important things. You can qualify for an ISPE if you went through the match but did not get a match, 
and you can look ahead of time to see which programs have ISPE spots if you want to consider that as an option. Go ahead and check the program directory. I've got a link in the show notes so you can see which programs have ISPE spots. And then again, you want to read up on the requirements so that you go into that application session with some understanding of what's expected. Go ahead and read it now before the match results are out so that you know ahead of time if this option is one you need to consider a little bit of what you can expect. Because as with any applications in second round, your application may need some adjustments to meet program requirements. The third option I'm going to talk about is simply waiting and applying again in a future match. You don't have to go into second round or apply to an ISB program if that doesn't feel like a good fit for you. You can decide simply to wait and reapply in a future match. If you're not a fan of a rushed application process, then you might actually feel better avoiding second round and the ISB option simply so you can give yourself time to prepare and get ready for a future match. And if that is what works for you, then that extra time can be really useful so you can look closely at your application, maybe consider programs that you hadn't considered before, or maybe apply to more programs than you applied to the first time around. At this point, it certainly doesn't hurt to email the directors of the programs that you did apply to. Thank them for the time they took to review your application and ask if they can share some insight on how you can make your application stronger. Now I say this, but you have to know that some directors will not respond to those types of emails at all. Some directors will have a prepared response that doesn't actually tell you a lot. And some really will let you know specifically where your application can be improved. Or you might even find out that your name was on their program match list and they just filled before they got to your name. So you can ask the question, the response might vary, but the worst they can do is not respond at all. From there, use your time between matches wisely. If you get responses from any directors, use that information as you are looking at and revising your application. Continue getting experience that you'll use in your internship and your career, and that you'll be able to add to your work and volunteer experience section and your resume when you reapply. Get some additional feedback on your personal statement. Maybe you're going to rewrite your personal statement altogether. Maybe there's a way you can tailor it more specifically to the programs that you will apply to the second time around. Take this time to research more programs more thoroughly. You might find some opportunities opening up as you learn about different programs that you hadn't considered before. Or you might find something on a website that you missed before that tells you maybe why your application went the way it did. And if your GPA is a concern, look into retaking a class or two so you can raise a grade. These are all ways that you can use the time between matches really wisely so that you're better prepared when you go in to reapply. In my time as a director, I often saw applications from students who were reapplying. It might be the second time I saw their application to my program, or they might have indicated that this was the first time they were applying to my program, but they had not received a match in a previous application they'd sent. In many cases, the time they took between matches made their application stronger simply because they learned things, they gained skills, and they consciously took more time to put their application together. 
In that time frame, you might also widen your perspective of which programs to consider and get a head start in learning about them, asking questions, attending open houses, and just finding out more about their application requirements. If it so happens that you don't receive a match and you will be getting your application ready for a second round, for an ISB program, or to wait it out to reapply in a future match, Application Insider has a lot of guidance to offer. I want you to know first off that whatever your match results are, your accomplishments and your goals are valid and worthy. You might find out that the match just barely missed you, or you might find out in some way how your application fell short. Either way, you've got a complete application, and whether you're going to reapply or throw your application into second round, we can work together to make sure it will stand out. I offer the full DICUS application review as one way to share my director's perspective on your entire application. With this review, you and I can chat one-on-one -on -one about your goals, your options, how to make your application stronger, and what you can do in the meantime to get your application where it needs to be. Then we'll take your application one section at a time, we'll see what's already working and make sure that that continues to do so, and we'll also identify where improvements can be made and how to make them so that your application stands out. If you're not quite ready for the full application review, you're just maybe not quite sure what you need and you wanna talk about your options, you can schedule a free 20 minute brainstorm call and we'll do just that. We can chat about your app application experience. We can chat about what you're looking for in a future match or going into second round, and we can chat about how you can stand out in all the right ways. So links to both of these, the full DICUS application review and the free 20-minute brainstorm call are in the show notes, so check them out. All right, your action step for this episode is really just to prepare yourself for any outcome. Think it through. If you don't get a match, consider whether or not you want to be involved in second round or look into ISBE programs, or if just waiting for a future match cycle would be a better fit for you. There's no right answer. Each person will be different. But as you think through the options before the moment when that choice comes up, it can help you find more confidence in your decision simply by being more aware of what each choice would mean for you and how it would impact or need to be coordinated with your current situation. And with this insider insight, your application is sure to stand out. Thank you for listening. More details about this episode, including the full show notes, useful links, and a detailed summary are at applicationinsider.co slash podcast. You can find more application tips and guidance at applicationinsider.co or follow along on Instagram at Application Insider. Please rate and review the Application Insider podcast to help other dietetic students find it. Be sure to subscribe to catch every episode.